Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a not special. Why podcast. did I? I wanted to welcome him this time. Oh, I'm sorry. Gomer. You go. You go. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, thank God. Bienvenidos. <laughs> Let me use my announcer voice. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're back to the. Okay, that's that's awful. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk today about an important, <laughs> uh, an important topic. Me, no sacrament. Not, not just sac- a topic. It's a, it's one of the seven sacraments. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, yeah, that's why I do the intros. Uh, <laughs> confession? Confession, yeah, confession? we're talking about confession. Confession's so important. I love AKA reconciliation. AKA penance. No one mm. has ever called it penance except well, when I, they're I, reading okay. the alternate definition. Or if they're like <laughs> reading, you know, a CCD book or whatever. Yeah, but, exactly. But wait, I'll, here's the reason though why I've never mm. called it penance. So let's just go yeah. ahead and yeah. wait. Do we introduce ourselves? Everyone knows who we are now. Gomer, yeah. Stephen, here we are. Uh, the The reason I don't always call it penance is because I've always thought of like penance is a part of the, it's like one element of the sacrament. You have but to so confess. is confession. Oh, yeah. So All what right. does it lead to? It leads to go on, recon- wise one. It leads to reconciliation. So reconciliation is uh, another component, right? But it's so you can the call final. Them, okay. So you can call yeah. And the catechism literally lists all three. All three. It's a sacrament known by several names. Yeah. Very good. Confession, penance, reconciliation. Hey guys, I got to go to penance now. No one ever says that. No Everyone one says, says that. If you say that, go back to the <laughs> rad trad homeschool you came from. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I love rad trads and I love homeschoolers. <laughs> My daughter is currently <laughs> writing writing Latin words. Sorry, in I feel like cursive. I just offended your whole life. No, just kidding. And all your kids didn't yeah. mean to. Kateri, man, she is she is such a rad trad. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you and Shannon are her primary catechist. Yeah, she, she only <laughs> she only speaks Latin when we're at home. That's weird. <laughs> I walked in the door and she goes, "Salve, Pater," and I was like, "Oh, she's learning Latin." Did she really? She did. And she's learning Latin. Not only that, but she's writing it in cursive. Wow. Yeah. And she has stunning cursive for an eight-year-old. Yeah. You know what, you know what my <laughs> son said to me when I walked in the door? What's that? Well, first of all, he came running out of the driveway naked because it was bath time. He said, <laughs> hi, poopy daddy. <laughs> so there you go. There's the difference between my kids and yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. All right. That's well, the difference. Uh, no. So, back to uh, the sacrament. Back to the sacraments. Uh, so here's the, a big misconception about confession. The number one objection I hear from people all the time is, why do Catholics have to confess their sins to a man when we other Christians get to go right to God? What do you say to that when people say that? Um, well, I thumb through the catechism to get Okay, it, well, here's what I would have said prior to studying the theology of the sacraments. I would have <laughs> said, well, like, you know, it's kind of like going to a counselor. But that's wrong, and we've really, really, really got to get away from that idea of, like, the confessional being, like, free counseling. That's really not what it is. Um, I would say the reason we go to confess to the priest is, one, he's in persona Christi, but it is a reconciliation not only for ourselves with Christ, but we are reconciling ourselves to the church. Um, And so there's this idea, I think, with sin, um, right, we're all sinners, but... With sin that, like, a lot of sin is just, like, private, right? Like, I can sin, and if no one else knows about it, yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, it thoughts, offends, words, and deeds. Right, like, thoughts, it offends yeah. God, but no one has to know about it, so it doesn't really harm anyone, maybe just myself. But the reality is, there is no such thing as a private sin. Even if people don't know about whatever that sin is in your life, um, it still affects 
the entire body of Christ yes. because you are a member of the body of Christ. We are all members of the body of Christ um, and, and members of his church. And so uh, so that's one of the reasons why we reconcile um, you know, and, and confess our sins to a, a, a priest. Um, I think there's also the penance perspective, right? It's good for uh, the church then to speak, hey, you need to go say these prayers. You need to go do this act of, uh, of penance. Um, and, you know, again, some people don't like that uh, and think that that's kind of, you know, a, a lot of other Christians would think that that's like an archaic ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something beautiful about doing penance. There's something um, good for the soul about having an action item that you do. It's why we fast during Lent um, or we abstain from meat. It's because when you do these things, they are a reminder, uh, you yeah. know, to to make offerings to God and to not just live a life of pleasure and a life of indulgence. Yeah. St. Paul says in Romans 12, like continually offer yourself, your bodies as living sacrifices, not as killing sacrifice. You're not hurting yourself. Yeah. It's a living sacrifice. It's Small a small ca- S sacrifice. It is. It is. That's a nice <laughs> way to think of it. It is a carrying of your cross. So, uh, when I talk with people who said, why do I have to convince, confess my sins to a man instead of God? This is what I say for years. Uh, I, I would argue with the Protestant objection to Catholic confession when they say, I just go right to God. You go to a mediator, a priest. Jesus is the one mediator, not this priest. So I would you know, construct these arguments. But I realized over a long time that, in, especially since I started working with adults, the Protestants are wrong, but for the right reasons. Because there is a... Oh, yeah. Say that again. The Protestants are wrong, but uh-huh. for the right reasons. Go on. And I'm going to say this. Oftentimes, Catholics were never really taught how to repent. Yes. Only how to go to confession. Yes. And if you look at the catechism, on, and I'll, I'm encouraging everyone to get your catechism, open it up to the second part, which is on the sacraments, the second section, which is on the seven sacraments, look up confession, and just read the article called Interior Penance, mm. also known as Repentance. It is beautiful, but it is very clear it doesn't matter if outwardly you do the motions, but inwardly you have no sorrow for your sin. So what is repentance? Deep, interior sorrow for your sins. Conversion. That leads to the desire to have a transformed life. Yeah. You can't separate, even a radically transformed life, you cannot separate the action done in the confessional from the call to what happens after the confessional and what goes before it. So I started realizing that many Catholics, instead of repenting, were going to confession, going through the examination of conscience, giving the list, and walking away. And so it's like the Protestants were wrong. Christ did institute the sacrament of confession. But it was for the right reasons in their objection, meaning a lot of Catholics do substitute, at least in, in theory or yeah. in practice. I'm yeah, right. we, are, we are our own worst enemy sometimes as Catholics. Absolutely. Like we, we, we're, we're, we're bad at telling our own story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag new evangelization. That's why we needed a new one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we're also bad sometimes at knowing even the purpose of our own sacraments, which right. is crazy. Right. Um, because the sacraments have so much power. Um, all, all seven of them. Uh, I love confession though, for this, for this very idea of, um, you know, it's not, you know, a lot of, a lot of my Protestant brothers uh, and sisters, they, they'll, you know, it's this idea of like, well, once I've accepted Jesus into my heart, that's it. Like I just then kind of live a good life and it's all good because I've said the words, I accept Jesus. That's enough. Yeah. And the reality is like, that's nice, but 
I've said that, like, I accept Jesus in my heart many times, and then I go out and I do something. You've done that a rededication of your rededication of your original. Yeah, profession. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the idea of confession: is that you you need these moments and you need this ability to reckon constantly reconcile yourself with God, um, because it keeps you in check and it helps you to become a more virtuous person over time. Yeah, there's a great question in the Catechism on it. It says, "Why do we need reconciliation after baptism?" And the quote from the early church father is conversion after the shipwreck of faith. So you fail. You do a horrible thing. You do a, uh, you know, a mortal sin. I steal a Reese's Pieces off Gomer's desk. <laughs> Out of my perfect wall of 95 Reese's, yes. you steal one of them. But the <laughs> idea is, uh, St. Ambrose used to say, and this is in the Catechism, um, there are two types of conversion, one of water and one of tears. The first is by baptism, the second is tears of repentance. Mm. And it's this notion of the ongoing need to keep converting yeah. is why we have the sacrament of confession. It's also, it's a beautiful, uh, I, you know, it's humility. It's, it's a beautiful sign of humility to walk yeah. into a confessional because you are saying like, yes, even though I've said like that I want to live this life for Christ and I want Christ to be a part of my life, I'm still weak. I still rely on him on the cross. I still need him to get to the resurrection. Yeah, think about St. Peter. He denied Christ. Mm -hmm. He confessed Jesus as the son of the living God in Matthew 16, and then there at the judgment he didn't, of Christ in Caiaphas' house or wherever, um, he denies or wherever. Him, or wherever. You know, it was like a <laughs> courtyard. Uh, you know, before the Sanhedrin, he denied Jesus three times. Yeah. And then scripture says that he went out and wept bitterly into the night. Archbishop Fulton Sheen used to say it was because of those tears why he's known as St. Peter. And the greatest tragedy is we don't have a St. Judas. Mm. If Judas would have repented, yeah. we would have St. Judas. It would be another glory story of God saving be little work. Christian boys and girls running around named Judas. <laughs> but there's not. But there's not. Thanks, yeah. Judas. So the idea <laughs> is um, looking at this understanding of the sacrament, you have to have, again, an ecclesial understanding of faith. I'm going to harp on this. More than anything else, I think, in my life. because Ecclesial meaning? Church. Yes. It comes from the Latin word ecclesia. Mean, it's the word in Greek, ecclesia, that Jesus used twice in Matthew's you gospel. Just spit in the mic, go on. I sure did. you got to really get into it when you're getting Greek. Shout out to all our Greek parishioners. <laughs> uh, but the idea is that Christ gave his church authority yeah. to preach, to teach. That's why go and make disciples... Right, That missionary mandate is tied to the sacramental mission, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You cannot have the evangelizing mission and the discipling mission, go and make disciples, Matthew 28, without the sacramental mission. How do you make disciples? Well, part of it is you baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You teach them to observe all that I have commanded you, the catechizing mission, all of that. The sacrament of reconciliation says that you are... The, uh, the reality of your sin affects the body of Christ and has wounded your relationship to all of us. St. Paul is very clear. Because we are in the body of Christ, we are individually members of one another. Yeah. Your sin, even though I don't know it, still wounds the body. I mean, just think about the Cardinal McCarrick cover-ups. Right. Deeply, gravely wound the body. He hit it for we years. Ignorant. He yeah. it, hit it for years. Years. And so the idea is... Going to confession addresses our need for reconciliation, not only with God, but with Christ's body, the church. Right. And so as a Catholic, 
moving on here. Uh, what do you bring when you go to confession? You bring three S's. Okay. Sorrow. This happens before you go to confession. You're doing your examination of conscience. I tell people all the time, pray, pray, pray. God, restore in me just a hatred for my sin. Mm -hmm. Make me angry at how complacent I've been, right? Right. Give me this interior sorrow that I've broken your heart. Right. Not just I dread the loss of heaven and I pain that and I uh, want to avoid the pains of hell, which is real. Right. But that's servile. I'm scared of punishment. And I want a reward. Right. But most of all, because you are all good and deserving of all my love. Right. That's the uh, the fear of a son for offending mom or dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you you or son or daughter offending the father. Like you love God. Right. And I'm sorry that I failed you. Right. But I'm going to confess my sin. So you have this interior penance. Oh, my God, I'm sorry with all my heart. Heartily, not hardly. Mm-hmm. Had to make that distinction. My daughter learning her first act of reconciliation or act of contrition. I am heartily sorry. With my heart, I'm sorry. That's the first S, sorrow. The second S is sins. Now, this is the tricky part. What are you supposed to confess when you go to confession? Sins. What about your life story? No. <laughs> stop it, Catholics. Stop, stop giving. This, is, this goes right back to the funeral episode, right? Yeah. The idea is you can't make excuses before he who is truth itself. Right. Nobody needs the backstory. Nobody needs the backstory. Here's the thing. We ha- I, all right, now I'm getting on my soapbox. I'm going to interrupt dun, your three dun, S's. Dun, dun, Here we dun, go. Dun, dun. <laughs> Buckle up, kiddos. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so uh, the thing about confession, right, we have a priest shortage, okay? worldwide, particularly in the United States, particularly here at St. Anthony of Padua. We do not have enough priests to serve the amount of parishioners that we have. Now, we make it happen. Stephen is so animated right now. I, I love it. I, I am, because here's the thing. Every, the, the number one thing that we hear from parishioners at St. Anthony of Padua is we need more confession times. Fact. Fact. I get it. I Hands get that, down. I get that at we hear least it from once staff, a week. We hear it from pastoral council. We hear it from, you know... Parishioners, we hear from everybody, okay? The reality is, though, one of the things that could help with this is if everyone came to the sacrament prepared, sorrowful, have their sins ready to go, and just confess the sins. I don't need to know about how you got to that party where you got hammered. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know about the car ride over unless there was a sin in the car ride over. (laughs) I just need to know about the sin. Not me. I don't need to hear it. But the priest, that's all he needs to hear. I mean, I'd like to hear about it. I'm going to keep a journal of your sins. (laughs) But I think that sometimes, like, we we have this tendency in any area of life, right? It's hard to confess our sins um, because we want to explain because we – our human side is we embarrassed. We want to yeah. justify it. And the reality is the more humble thing to do is just go in and state the sin yeah. for what it is. Um, because the confessional sometimes, now the priest, they may feel the need to kind of give you some direction and stuff like that. And that's their prerogative, obviously. Well, I'll say this. When you're telling your sin, yeah. the church asks, the church demands, this is what you go to confession for. You are required to go to confession for mortal sins. You're not required to confess venial sins. Those are forgiven at mass. (laughs) Yeah, you're encouraged to, but you're not required to. Okay, so you confess mortal sins. On top of that, you're obliged. You are obliged. I don't care what anyone says. I literally had a priest tell me I was wrong, and I said, show me in the catechism, show me in the code of canon law. And he flipped open the code of canon law (laughs) and then apologized to me. Species and number. Wow. Because I said, you have to confess to the best of your ability the number of times you've committed that sin. Right. Right? Only about mortal sins. 
Yeah. Okay. So you go to confession. You're confessing the big sins. Maybe you won't. Maybe. Maybe you only have one mortal sin to confess. Grave matter. You knew it was grave matter. You did it anyway. You have a mortal sin to confess. You, you don't need to confess every single thing. You know what I do, though, sometimes? I do oh the boy. Catholic dance. You dance in the confessional. Thank you for that visual. Go on. <laughs> uh, and now that there's new windows in our confessional. There are. For safe environment purposes, you can see me dance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, the idea of... Nobody wants to see that. Go on. No one. Not even my wife. Uh, <laughs> And she was on America's Got Talent. No. The idea is that um, you confess only the information to help the priest make a judgment about the type of sin. Right. So if you're confessing for, for, for penance yeah, purposes. Yeah, yeah. You go in there. Well, to also understand the nature of the sin that you're confessing. So the church obliges species and number. So imagine this. You have one sin to confess. Uh, let's say you committed an, an adultery. Your heart broke. Oh my gosh! How could I have betrayed my spouse? How could I have betrayed my own dignity? How could I have used another person? Right. You 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 beat yourself up, but then you say, "Okay, I'm going to stop beating myself up. I'm going to be sorry, and I'm never going to commit this sin again. I'm going to confession." You only need to confess that one sin. Sometimes we do the Catholic dance, where because emotionally we need to like we need an on ramp <laughs> before we get on right, the highway. Right. Well, I committed adultery because, or or, or not even yeah. that, or it's like I went. You know, 26 One. miles an hour in a 25. Yeah. I uh, was talking on my cell phone in a school zone. Don't do that at St. Anthony's. I was, uh, you know, and you do these little things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you then build you sneak up, yeah. in the big one. Oh, and by the way, I cheated on my spouse. <laughs> yeah, I murdered a family of five. Uh, right, so. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing about these things. These are not laughable things, but. No, but we're trying to make it lighthearted. So the idea yeah. is you sneak the big ones in. And I understand that. Do that if, if just emotionally you're a wreck. You need to realize that the priest has heard. It takes the, the, courage to go to confession. It does. And yeah. that's part of the humility. Humility is the virtue that no devil can imitate, right? Right. Humility. This is part of confessing is bringing yourself low, right? Jesus knows what you did. He's got the scars to prove he's down, right? Yeah. He knows what you did. Okay, so confess. Get rid of it. How can the divine physician heal the wounds you refuse to show? Right. That's a direct quote from the catechism. So the species and number and any backstory is solely there to help the priest make a judgment of the type of sin you're confessing. So right. you don't say general stuff like, oh, I did something I shouldn't have done. No, you say, I committed an act of adultery. That's what we mean by spe- species. Right. What is the exact? Now, you don't have to give more detail. And if a priest, especially over sexual sin, right, there, this is a newsworthy item. If priests are pushing for gory details you tell them to stop yeah but you have to tell the specific sin right but you don't have to give the gory details right because that's where you know you have these cases of abuse in the confessional but the idea is what's the difference between i committed an act of adultery once versus i committed it 15 times that's a totally different right matter yep yeah and, I mean, so, you know, going back to another analogy of, like, why it's not counseling, right? So if an, if an alcoholic goes to confession and confesses that they got drunk, um, that's, that's good. You know, they, they go – that they've confessed that sin. You know, they yeah. – like you said, I, I got drunk, whatever, five times in the last week, whatever it might be. But um, at that point, the counseling portion doesn't belong in the sacrament. That's why they would go to AA, yeah. That's why they would seek a Catholic counselor, which we have yeah. that those services yeah. um, in Houston. Grazia Plana. Awesome Grazia Plana, awesome Catholic counseling service. Shout out to them. So um, this is important to make this distinction of what the purpose of confession is. One, because it's going to help everyone to frequent the sacrament better. Yeah. Um, but hopefully also <laughs> it might 
prevent uh, kind of an abuse of what the purpose of the sacrament is. Whether You're not there for a cathartic experience. That's right. It's not meant to be like so, – yeah. so there's some people – it's like you said. There's some people that go um, regularly, which is a good thing, but they'll go when they don't need to go. Right, they'll confess every venial sin, and that's not necessary if you're if you're yeah. frequenting mass. Now, now, to but talk, then there's yeah. other, then there's the other side of it of there's people that go and um and it's and God bless them because they're it's it's taking every every ounce of yeah. courage to step into that confessional. Years. It's been ten years. It's yeah. been twenty years, or or it's a big sin that they're bringing. Um, but know that before you bring that that big sin, you know, absolutely, it's awesome that you have the courage. It's not just going to be that one moment yeah. that's going to help you heal from whatever that sin is. Yes, the sin will be forgiven, but then the healing process that may need to take place around whatever the root cause of that sin was yeah. or the effects of that sin yeah. are going to take more time than just that moment in the confessional. It's yeah. not a magic trick. And there's a great uh, great line. I, I try to frame everything around pithy statements. So as Catholics, never really taught how to repent, only how to go to confession. Uh, another statement is if you want to be forgiven, go to confession, but if you want to be transformed, go to community. It's this notion mm. that I, uh, being transformed confession is a component, but that's why the catechism talks about what happens after the confessional radical life change, a reorientation of one's whole life is part of the repentance process. Yeah. So for instance, someone that I love dearly is an addict to hardcore drugs, worked near downtown, uh, from up here in this area and would create 15-minute longer commute just so he wouldn't see that exit sign, which mm. would be a trigger for him to pull off, pull over, and get you know the next hit or whatever. And so he had to radically reorient. Now, that might not sound like radical, but 15 minutes that's, added that's on to holiness. your commute. That is. That's holiness. That's that little. That's seriousness, too. And it is. And, and that's like, that's those little sacrifices that we talk about when we say, like, offer it up as a Christian. That's offering a up those sacrifices. Yeah, absolutely. That, offering up that extra 15 minutes so that you don't sin. That is a beautiful witness of holiness. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I didn't look at it from that perspective. But, yeah. you know, I, I was looking at it from, like, this moral virtue. Like, that's why the church talks about not just avoiding sin, but we use the phrase, the near occasion. occasion of sin. Yeah, go 15 minutes out of your way around that exit is avoiding the near occasion. Yeah, so. you know, like if you, if very easy example, if you're an alcoholic and you find yourself only enjoying sports ball games at a bar, you are putting yourself in a near occasion yep. of sin. You can't remove, you can't remove all occasions of sin, right. but those near occasions, if you can change that, you have to because then you're responsible. Even if you had no intention of drinking, when you put yourself in a bar and you're an alcoholic. And all of a sudden, you plunge yourself into this. You have no one to blame in, in most cases except yourself. Right. So this notion of a radical reorientation of life. So when I tell people, this is how you go to confession. Number one, know your sin. Sober judgment. Look at yourself. Examine yourself. Test your work, St. Paul says. Right. So you look at yourself and you say, okay, this is what I'm guilty of. Get a good examination of conscience. You can just Google this stuff. Get one based on the virtues of faith, hope, and love. Get one based on the Bible. Get one based on the Beatitudes, the not just the Ten Commandments. Oh, the Ten oh, Commandments are the most okay. popular. That's why I said most people who have them. The, yeah, the that's, that's usually what you find in the chapel. But right. there's other examination of conscience Absolutely. There. And they kind of look at your life from it. Like when you look at it, how have I sinned against faith, hope, and love? Right. It's a different way than just, I didn't honor my father and mother. Yeah. I didn't go to mass on Sunday. Right. So it's this, uh, another way of saying, I want to uproot this stuff and make room for grace. Now, frequent confession for those, what we might call devotional confession, that's only been around in the church for about 100 years. Um, I actually have a book downstairs on the whole history of frequent confession. 
Right. And it's a re- 100, 120 years, something like that. But the idea is the church encourages you to confess your venial sins, but there's no obligation to. Which I would, you know, it would be interesting to, to know this. I mean, I didn't live 100 years ago or yep. 200 years ago, but I would have to imagine that some of this frequent confession or devotional confession has come about because of you know, the rise in addictions to everything in society, right? Like Western society has become addicted to so many different things. You can be addicted to your iPhone. You can be addicted to alcohol, whatever it is. Um, So that might be, I I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. That might be where some of that has come from. But the reality is the church actually says, uh, or officially it kind of says that you should go twice a year. Is that right? Once a year. Once a year. Once a year. to go. If you are aware of mortal sin and you haven't gone to confession, and the reason is it wants to get people back into the practice of the sacraments. Yeah. So it says, you know, during Lent, you know, especially as you get closer to Good Friday, go to confession. Yeah, so the church wants you to have uh, practice your faith. So in certain cultures, you can see this today, like in certain Hispanic cultures and certain um, – uh, African cultures and whatnot, that there is uh, people abstain from the Eucharist, even when they're in the state of grace. Right. So the church is like, okay, if you think you're unworthy of the sacrament, guess what you are? You are unworthy of the Eucharist. Right. But Jesus is still giving himself away. You are unworthy of the death and resurrection of Christ, but he's still giving himself away. That's why it's called the free gift. Now, St. Paul is very clear. You have to be worthy of the gift insofar as what God has given you, a.k.a. be free of mortal sin through the sacrament of reconciliation. So the church says, if you haven't been to confession and you're aware of a mortal sin, you should go once a year, and particularly during, during Lent, right. so that you can receive the Eucharist. Again, that's the church's goal. Right. So the last S, so you have sorrow, you have sins that you confess, species and number, and then you have satisfaction. You go and you do your penance. Penance is, is not how you earn your forgiveness. I heard a guy say that. Piers Morgan said that, I think. It's so tragically dumb. It's not how you earn, <laughs> right, that statement. It's not how you yeah. earn your forgiveness of the sins. You are already given it when the priest extends his hands over you and says, by the ministry of the church, may God grant you pardon and peace, and I absolve you in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You do acts of penance as satisfaction, as a way of turning your heart, as like a mini purgatory to address not just the sin, but why did you sin? And because you made a promise in your... Yeah. Um, in your... Um Act of contrition. In your act of contrition. <laughs> thank you. I, I don't know. I kept wanting to say your act of absolution. In your act of con- thank you. you sound like in your act of contrition, you you're making that promise that you're going to do penance anyway. So you've also made the promise in the yeah. confessional. Yeah. But the but the absolution happens regardless of whether you complete that or not. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So go and do your penance immediately. Do it promptly. Right. Because it's supposed to be remedial. Okay. But here's another thing: a lot of people don't know. If you committed acts of injustice, you can't go to confession and then not amend what you did. Okay. If you've stolen money, you need to give that you money back. Can't, you can't go to confession and not restore. That's part of the or process. Make an, or make an honest effort yeah. to restore as best you can. Yeah. yeah. Now, in, uh, I can't remember even where I was reading that from. Because that would just be like a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Hey, Father, uh, forgive me. I just stole all the money from the church collection <laughs> this last Yeah. Are uh, you going to give that back? Yeah. No. <laughs> right. So there is this element where in certain sins, like amendment, like restitution is required. 
right? You can't go, you can't play this game where you have stacks on stacks at home from things you stole and you're not going to address it. So one time I stole a gumball, felt so guilty, went to confession. The priest looked at me. I feel like every kid in the 90s stole a gumball. Right, right. And the priest said, you you know, you have to make restitution for that. Yeah. So I went back. (laughs) Really? And I took a (laughs) quarter and I was so nervous that I put it on the counter to the cash register and I go, this is yours. And I ran away. (laughs) <laughs> that's how that's how my that's how my six year or uh, eight wow. year old self made restitution. That's hilarious. I know. Yeah, I know. it's it is important though. Yeah, I mean, because like uh, you can't steal from poor mama down the street who's a widow and all this stuff. Steal her life savings, go to confession, and keep the life savings. Yeah, you can't do that, people. But also, AA has a great principle. If you hurt someone, you should go seek forgiveness, right? Yeah. But they say, but don't seek forgiveness if you think asking them for their forgiveness is going to cause even more harm. So uh, an adult child who you abused when you were an alcoholic as a parent, now you've, you're in your 60s, you've changed your life, but your kid still is dealing with the drama of it. Right. Going right, to right. them, going to a spouse. Yeah, so abused. there has to be a yeah. discernment of what the restitution yeah. is in certain cases. If, yeah. if particularly, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. If you steal something, you should do your best to, res- yeah. to restore that property. But if right. you've, um, if you have abused, uh, you know, abuse is a different situation. Right. And that's why I think AA, restitution. I, yeah. I think the world of AA, if you are listening to this and you're an NAAA, uh, SAA, yeah. like any of those things, God bless you. Yeah, Those steps great programs. are powerful. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, let's wrap this up by just saying, listen, if you want to go to confession, main principles. Do it. Do it. Main principles are Christ gave us this sacrament. John chapter 20, breathe on them, saying, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Whoever sins you held bound, they are held bound. How is the priest or bishop going to know what? You're just showing off. I know I am. How is the priest or bishop? <laughs> See, I'm even closing my Bible. I just proved that I, did, I haven't memorized. How is the priest or, or, or bishop supposed to know what sins to hold bound or loose if you don't confess them. So this is the origin of auricular or audible confession. It's important. Humble yourself in the sight of God. Confess all your sins. Be sorry for them. And go and make a radical reorientation of your life. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah, simple. simple. And, don't, and memorize all those verses so that you're holy, <laughs> like Gomer. No, uh, don't, don't tell a life story. <laughs> only tell insofar as it paints the picture yep, accurately yep, of the yep, sin. Yep. Don't, don't justify. Nobody cares. We hey, all have our justification. And here's my last pro tip. Yeah. Confess even those sins where 95% of it was someone else's fault. Right? I tell this to people all the time. So many people in the uh, confession, they're like, well, like I didn't really mean to, but I was with some people and they were doing it. So then I kind of, listen, you still committed 5%. So just confess it as if you just confess the 5% be and free. get over it. Yeah. Be free. And, be and free. here's the thing. Uh, don't stress. I, I, You're not going to scandalize the priest. That's right. It. People they are going to stress. That I'm saying this. Yeah. I, I, I get stressed. But, like, try not to stress. Like, yeah. pray for the gift of courage Absolutely. Um, and the gift of, of uh, really just the gift of courage. Yeah. And when all else fails, do the Catholic dance, create an on-rope of tide, <laughs> on-road of tiny <laughs> sins, and do what I do sometimes, disguise your voice. <laughs> That's why we have a screen, people, so you can hide everything. That's right. We're well, all... Hello, Father. I'm... <laughs> really? <laughs> I was going to say a bunch of sins, but let's be I'm reverent. glad you didn't. Let's be reverent. This is an awesome sacrament. It's a great grace of God's mercy for us to be able to, to frequent these sacrament, sacraments and pray uh, for our priests. And here's the thing. If you want more ability to go to confession, then start encouraging your kids to discern a vocation to the priesthood if you have boys. 
Dang. Because. Threw down the gauntlet. Well, I mean, this yeah. is the reality. We don't have our sacraments, and we don't, we're not able to survive um, as Catholics and as church if we don't have more priests. So stop trying to push them to be, uh, you know, the best doctor and all those sorts of things. I mean, some of them do have vocations to that, but some of our kids have vocations to be priests. Just don't put up an obstacle to it. That's all. That's right. Yeah. Encourage them to pray life. about it. We know it's a radical life. But we need them. But we need them. And that will help you get to confession. So there you go. <laughs> Confess to your children. All right. Now, this has probably been the most soapboxy of an episode. So I'm going to now step off of my soapbox. Wow. Are your ankles tired from, from, from standing? standing? No. I'm, soapbox is a little rickety. I'm 31. My ankles don't get tired from standing. Really? I'm 36. They are dog tired from sitting. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should come across it. Oh, that there you wonderful. go. <laughs> Thanks. I'm already in a religion. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. All right. Thanks, guys.